With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. All right, everybody, let's do this as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Great night to be on the radio. Great Saturday night. How you doing, A.T.? I am doing well, A.S., very well. Yeah, I'm what, glad my middle initial is not S, uh, otherwise we'd have a problem right off the bat. It's not Samuel? No. <laughs> very good. No, it's not. You know, usually we, we're, we're, we're crawling to the finish line to get here. We're like, oh, great, training camp starting, this is it. We finally made it to football. There's no slow time now. No. It gets better and better every week, does it not, or what? Every week I keep wondering, you know, we, we uh, to take the listener behind the curtain, we text all week, and uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we start trying to figure out what are we going to talk about. Every week we think, oh, man, what what are we going to get to, and then stuff presents itself this week no different. All right, let's let's go ahead and start with Des Bryant. Obviously, uh, that's the big topic. That's what everybody's talking about. We're going to get into Kevin Durant and all about Twitter and uh, get into the comments uh, made about the Mar DeRozan. The Sega will join us. I mean, it's a really busy show. Lots to get to, but obviously, everybody talking about Des Bryant. And when I first heard about this, I was just chomping at the bit because it's like you're on one side or the other. There's no middle ground here. Of course, it all started with Stephen Jones, who pretty much is running things for the Dallas. Cowboys went on a show, I think it was XM Serious Radio, and had a few things to say. Hey, you know what, Ryan, play the part uh, where uh, Steven was talking about, and he got to the part about Des Bryant. He's working on his game. He's worked on his accuracy. I think he's got to trust the system, which I think at times last year there was pressure. Des in his ear, but I think he'll have the type of year he had the year before, if not better. 
All right, he obviously took a shot. I don't know why people don't think that that's a shot out there. And, of course, Dez fired back, and that just started everything. When he said, I'm tired of that scapegoat blank. Uh, you know, I changed everything to the game and, uh, and went the other way. You know what the real problem is. And he went on and on, and pretty much I'll sum it up, uh, where uh, he calls a fellow teammate a snake and pretty much says that Stephen Jones doesn't want to know what he's doing. And uh, things kind of unraveled after that, uh, Aaron. Yeah, first of all, I'm looking at Des Bryant's Twitter account right now. He has 6,900 tweets all time. I think about 6,500 of them have come in the last 24 hours because uh, this is a man on a mission right now. But I am with you, Arnie, is is we're going to talk, I think, a lot of the themes on today's show are social media, athletes' roles on social media. But in this case, I'm going to defend Des, and I think you are too, Arnie. I mean, because as you said, Stephen Jones, relatively unprovoked, brings Des's name up. I mean, I think that's kind of the oldest kind of rule in the book is, is you know, it, it never has to be personal until you bring my name into it. And right. I think that's how Des Bryant felt, and I think that's why where we got to today. You know, everybody's saying, you know, he needs to be quiet. He needs to worry about getting a job. This is why he's not with the Cowboys. Um, And, of course, he's been fighting with everybody in the last 24 to 48 hours on Twitter now. I just want to say good for him. And I'm being serious. And and I lived in Dallas. I've I've seen some of the Dez years. I've seen and I've been. I'm not going to say I'm any better. I've I've been on the harsh side of Dez Bryant. So I'm not going to pretend I'm any better. But on this side. I'm completely behind them. You know, I'm I'm tired. And I sometimes I feel the same way also. You know, you get picked on, you get picked on, you get picked on. Finally, you got to stand up and, and and believe in yourself and defend yourself. And that's all he's really doing here. You know, it, it, that shot was uncalled for. Absolutely uncalled for. You know, he had Dez in his ear. You know, why don't you worry about what, the, what you have on there right now instead of bringing up Dez Bryant? He had all the right to lose his marbles. And I'm and I'm kind of glad he did. You know what? Because like I said, there's a time you can only take so much until you, you, you throw up your hand and say, you know what? I'm going to defend myself. I'm going to defend my name. I'm going to defend my honor. I'm going to defend my game. Whatever it is, you got to stand up. So well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he finally did it. Well, and there's another thing that's at play here. Dez is in, in looking for a job. And I think right. he's got to defend his reputation because – whether it's the Cleveland Browns, obviously we know the Ravens were in the mix earlier in the offseason. I mean, Dez has a reputation, uh, good, bad, whatever, but he's got to defend that reputation for future employers. Now, I don't know that going off on the huge Twitter tangent where he called Sean Lee a snake and he questioned some guys in the locker room and their role in what he believes is getting him out of Dallas. I don't know if that really helps, but I do think you kind of got to stand up for yourself and say, wait a second now, we had a lot of problems last year in Dallas uh, our, our star player was suspended for a big chunk of the season. There were injuries. Uh, Dak, whatever you think of him, regressed in some form or fashion. This isn't just on me. Like, like, I, And I think that that is part of this, too, that we have to remember with Dez. Whatever you think about him using social media, whatever, I think part of it, too, is he's got to defend himself and let people know, wait a second now, you can bring me into your locker room. I'm not going to cause these problems. Don't, uh, don't listen to what Stephen Jones is saying. There's two sides to every story. Well, why can't he call Sean Lee a snake? If that's what he thinks and that's what he feels, why can't he call out Sean Lee? You know, if you and I are doing a show, let's suppose I use some questionable words uh, over the last year and the boss calls us in and said, I'm tired of you guys 
using questionable words and starts laying into us. How long is he going to lay into it until you say, hey, I'm not doing anything wrong here. I'm sorry. Arnie's using the questionable words. And I would deserve that, would I not? Or would you sit there and take it and not defend yourself? No, I mean, I would. But it's, it is different because he's no longer employed there. And I think that's where this all stems from. And I think I, it certainly it would certainly be different if he was still there. But I do think that's part of it is, is there was a way, and I will stay, say in Stephen Jones's defense, we didn't hear it in, the, in that cut, but apparently he also said something to the effect of having Jason Witten and Dax here as well. Right. Um, and, and, but I think there's a diplomatic way that Stephen Jones can do it where you don't have to name players by name. Well, you, you, we've seen this a million times, Arnie. You could just say, look, Dak, it was his second year. There was a lot of expectations. There were uh, a lot of guys in his ear trying to help. And, and you know, you can say things and even in certain cases infer things without bringing up people's names specifically. And I think that's where he got in trouble here. You know you have a rocky relationship with Des Bryant based on the way things ended. You know that it's been a he said, she said in the media since the day he left. The la- I, I, I don't think Stephen Jones can can plead innocence here and say, oh, I didn't know that. Oh. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, you know, you know that this has not been the best kind of parting of ways and parting of, of terms between the two parties. Oh. You can't just say you can't just throw his name out there in that context and not expect a little brushback. Aaron, this is like a divorce, whether it's a girlfriend or a marriage. Once you get that divorce and you're no longer together, you lose that right to go ahead and criticize that player, that girlfriend, uh, that boyfriend, that that uh, significant other, that that spouse. You can no longer start throwing stones and say, well, you know, the reason I didn't get it done was last year. My wife did this. But now that I'm divorced, you know, you've. You've lost that privilege now to point the finger once that divorce happened. And that divorce is gone now. Dez is gone. You've lost that privilege. You shouldn't be pointing the finger at a guy that's not on your team. You can't mention him by name. I, I don't even think you should have mentioned him at all. I, I that's think that's I mean, 100% I wrong. No, I agree. And, and I think the important point, too, is kind of as I alluded to earlier, there are a lot of guilty parties for the Cowboys' season last year and, and the disappointment that it was. And it could start, by the way, with the two faces of the franchise. Dak Prescott, his numbers went down. Obviously, maybe part of that is some of it maybe to blame on Dez. Some of it to blame on the fact that Zeke Elliott wasn't there for a bunch of games. Injuries, Zeke, you know what happens. Ex- and Philadelphia was a damn good team, was were they not or what? Exactly. And yeah. so you have Zeke suspended. You have Dak. Uh, his numbers regress in year two. Uh, and by the way, say what you want about Dez Bryant. I mean, this is a guy that in the past – had been injury prone, but if you go back to last season, he showed up every single Sunday, and you could talk about did he regress, did he this, did he that. He played all 16 games for them last year, and so I think this is an important component of this as well is when you start finger-pointing whatever, you you can't just throw, it just for me it really does just come back down to the idea that don't put the guy's name in your mouth. It's just, it's just unneeded, it's uncalled for. I'm with you on this one, Arnie. I'd love to to take the other side just for the sake of argument, but I do think you just can't say Des Bryant's name. And like you said, it's a divorce. It's ugly. Uh, but you knew there was going to be brushback if you used his name, and you did.
You know, let me give you an analogy, which I, I don't even know if it makes sense. I don't even know if I'm, I know what I'm talking about. How about that? How about that as a tease, huh? That's um, it. Sounds I don't about right. Know, Par for the course. I don't, let's see if it makes You may know this better than I. I don't even know Kelly Clarkson's music. You know who I'm talking about, right? Since you've been gone, yeah. Right. I, I don't even know her music. But, I, but from what I understand about her story, she stood up to some of the music moguls of the business world. And even though she left in tears and stuff like that, she stood up to Hollywood's biggest, biggest music moguls in all of Hollywood because she wasn't going to be pushed around. That's what I love about people. And that's what I love about Des in this case. He's tired of getting pushed around. And I know exactly what he feels about. Hey, let me tell you, I, I feel kind of like the same way. I don't feel like that. I don't know if there's another talk show host over the last 25 years that has been criticized more than me. I mean, Ooh. I've been in the paper about being the, the worst local show, the worst national show, the, the this, the that. I mean, took criticism, and I never defended myself. Sometimes I wish I would have went, just went ballistic off somebody and, and really let somebody have it. So it feels good when I see somebody like this say, I'm not going to take this anymore. I don't play for your team. Don't put your uh, blame on me. Look inside your own locker room. So that's, that's why it hit home a little bit. It's, and that's a totally fair point. Let me, let me flip this to you because you yeah. said something interesting, which I, I, this part I do disagree with you on. You defended him for including Sean Lee's name, Tra- Travis Frederick as well. To me, that feels like a line cross. You can think certain things happened, but there's no explicit proof that Sean Lee had anything to do with it. Travis Frederick came out yesterday and said, I'm a fifth-year guy in this league. Find me a fifth-year guy in this league that makes personnel decisions. It doesn't exist. You seem to be okay with him calling out teammates individually who have otherwise stayed out of this. I'm curious for that opinion. Well, I I, I believe Sean Lee had something to do with it, but you heard his... uh, uh... His explanation, I guess, is what I want to say. Sure. Where he goes, well, we just expected more out of this. You could tell that I there agree. was some animosity there, do you not, or what? No, I no, and, and I agree with that. And, and, and he even said something to that effect. Yeah, no, he um, the quote that he had was, and I'm trying to pull it up as we speak here, but it was something to the effect of... Like sometimes the relationship was a little rocky or yeah, something to here, that. Yeah. I, I got it right here. Yeah. Basically, he said, um, where is it? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, to say he got anyone off the team... And have any influence over the roster is absurd. But he said, second thing, I love Dez and I want the best for him. You know, to be honest, we did butt heads, but it it was because I wanted Dez to be more accountable to his team and his teammates. And to be honest, a lot of the team felt that way. I think he needs to look at himself and hold himself accountable. Say what you want. Right there, the the butt head parts there. You, You can tell when he's saying, yes, we butted heads, well... There was a problem, and Des feels like he was the problem. He feels like Des was the problem. No, and, and I agree, and it's very clear there is some sort of animosity, but kind of in the, again, he said, she said, I, I know this is making it sound like two little kids arguing, uh, you know, when they're young, but, like, that, Des kind of did bring Sean Lee into this. And so in the same way I'll defend Des for going after Stephen Jones after Stephen Jones brought him in, I am going to defend Sean Lee a little bit. Like, yeah, if you – if First of all, you're saying that I had something to do with this. No, but oh, by the way, since you brought it up and since I am still here, uh, yeah, we did have some issues and we did butt heads and we didn't always agree. And I did think you were one of the best players and I didn't necessarily or one of the most talented players in this locker room. I didn't feel like you had, you know, that you were fully focused every single time you walked in. So I'll defend Sean Lee in the same way I'm defending Dez here is is even if there was animosity, it is uh, it is clear that Dez, at least with Sean Lee, kind of brought his name into this one and otherwise wasn't in there. 
You can reach him at Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. We're off and running. Oh, we're just getting started. We got to get into what Kevin Durant did on Twitter. We got to talk about Twitter. I didn't think this was going to be a topic, but we got to talk about Twitter in general. So all that's coming up. Uh, That is next. You are listening to Fox Sports Radio. What are you doing? What are you playing? This segment brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger, for the ones who get it done, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Great Saturday night. Lots going on. Kind of crazy out there, AT. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I will say this, though. Our buddy Des Bryant, we spent all first segment talking about him. Yeah. I think he's ignoring us. Because well, you did put out the uh, the invite to him, did you not? I did uh, at about probably six thirty Pacific, nine thirty Eastern, about an hour and a half before we came on air. I said, "Look, he was inviting himself on Undisputed with Skip Bayless on a couple other podcasts." I said, "Hey, we're on three hundred stations nationwide. Des, come join us. We'll we'll give you the open. You can do the, the whole two hours with us. I don't care." And then uh, you know, as we came on air, I, I, I once again on Twitter, I you know, I put it out there. I said, "We're standing by the phone lines." I mean, I'm. I'm uh, I'm sitting by the phone as I talk to you, waiting, but still no response from Des Bryant. All right. Well, I I know we're on in San Francisco. Uh, we are on the uh, flagship of the Golden State Warriors. So let's talk a little bit about Kevin Durant. Matter of fact, he had a lot to say, a lot to tweet out, a lot to say. Oh, everybody's getting on Twitter these days. I, if we didn't have Twitter, I don't know what the heck we'd talk about. But uh, Raider Ryan, play the part where Durant was questioning why people thought that he was upset. Play that part, would you please? What happened yesterday? I mean, was that all fun or was it? What you thought it was? It seemed a little more serious. Why? It seemed like you were upset. Why me? Why isn't he upset? He doesn't seem to be upset now. So why am I upset though? You butted the effing podcast and snake. <laughs> but so press. I'm the upset one because he responded to something else. Well, it seemed like he was almost saying something about you and then you responded to that. Yeah, but he didn't have to say something about you. No. Okay, so how am, how am I upset? Well, he went first. Exactly. So CJ's not upset, but I am. Maybe he was upset about something. I did. So I'm the upset guy. No, I guess he was upset first. All right. I, I'm not even sure who's upset anymore. To be honest. <laughs> I'm a little confused. I've, I'm, I'm not sure if anybody was upset to begin with or, or who's upset. I, I just know that he did a podcast with, with CJ McCollum. And next thing I know, everybody's asking him, are you upset? Is he upset? I may not be upset. Why am I upset if he's not upset? What the heck's going on here? All right, let me give a little context here. So, no, uh, somebody, uh, CJ McCollum had been on somebody else's podcast, and they asked him, is it okay to call Kevin Durant a certain term, a certain inappropriate term that we can't say on our air here? Um, You know, based on all the stuff that we always talk about, uh, how he left for Golden State, all you know, how sensitive he is on social media. And so CJ McCollum said that that word is too strong, but I understand why fans are mad, blah, 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 this and that. And so Kevin Durant was like, bro, I just came on your podcast this week. How are you going to throw me under the bus like that? And then that led to that back and forth with the reporter and to the broader question of, one, was Kevin Durant okay in responding to CJ McCollum? And two, is he angry on Twitter? And if he is, why? And that started, is he sensitive? Uh, is he too much on Twitter? Should he not be answering people on Twitter out there? Look, I... I like Kevin Durant. I never understood the animosity that and the backlash that he faced because he decided to go to the Golden State Warriors. I, I mean, really, if I, I really, except for LeBron, 
the fact that he caught so much grief over it is is mind-boggling, especially because, and nothing against Oklahoma, but, you know, you're, you're leaving one to, Golden, to go to Golden State, to go to Oakland area? I mean, really? Let, let, let's be honest. He, he wanted to go ahead and get a change for himself. I don't see what the, what the big deal was. Sure, it made him a super team, but I had no problem with that. I like Kevin Durant. I don't want to root for the Warriors to win, but I'm a New York Knicks fan, but I like Kevin Durant. Is he a little sensitive? I don't know. Perhaps he is. But is that a is that a bad thing to be a little sensitive there, Aaron? Um, I look. I I think to go back to the him leaving for Golden State. I think it goes back to the stuff that we talked about all spring, all summer when they won their second straight championship since he got there. I, you, I don't have any problem with him leaving. I do think it's it's hurt the NBA, its overall product. I've been one of those that's outspoken. I'm not afraid to say that. I, that's I think, not his job. To, I, oh, oh, I agree. To, yeah, okay. I, I, I do agree with that. Right. Um, I, and I'll defend him on this like I defended Des' last segment, is that the, 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 the truth of the matter is C.J. McCollum out of nowhere brought him up, and it's like, of course, C.J. McCollum is a fellow peer of yours in the NBA, and he kind of sort of called you out and threw you under the bus. And so, of course, you're going to uh, feel like you have to defend yourself and all that. I think the broader thing that I have a problem with Kevin Durant, well, one, here's my question for you, Arnie. It's one thing if, if one of your peers in the NBA calls you out. Right. And it's one thing for Des Bryant if your former boss calls you out. My problem with KD is when, uh, you know, uh, John Smith with 42 followers is calling him out and he's responding to that. That's where I'm like... Are you? Do you really need to like? Are you really gonna let that guy with without the picture in his avatar with forty two followers? You're really gonna let that guy get you upset? Like that's the thing that gets to me with Kevin Durant. I'm I'm just kind of curious. Do you think that people have the right to just say anything to athletes or actors or famous people or say it about their family or anything like that? Well, and uh, they're just supposed to take it. I'm, there's I'm a difference of... between if it's the right thing to do. And if it's the reality of the social media world we live in, Arnie, you I, listen. I see some of the stuff people say to you on Twitter. It's right. not very nice. I get mean stuff all the time. But what I what you have to contextualize is there's a if you and I come on air and we say something that fill in the blank person doesn't agree with, who cares? Like it's we have this job for a reason. We've done something in our lives that qualifies us to have this platform. That other person doesn't. And so when Anyone goes to Kevin Durant, and and I'm not talking about a former, uh, a current athlete like C.J. McCollum, but to me, when somebody comes at you, it's like, dude, who cares? People tell me all the time, oh, you suck, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, I don't really care. I'm going to keep coming on national radio every Saturday night and killing it with my boy Arnie Spanier. Yeah, but I, I don't really care what you think, you know? Is it well? And I hate to give this baloney answer, but isn't that your millennial age group? Isn't that what you guys are into now? I mean, that's Aaron that's Torres. The They're twi- all into Aaron Torres. That's, yeah, no, that, but that's the Twitter world we live in. The millennials very sensitive. Yeah, you know, you can't be any, uh, you can't be critical. You can't be uh, critiquing people. That that doesn't fly nowadays. Well, do, right? do you let every person that says something negative about you bother you on social media? Does it bother you when every person says something about you? I can't let everyone bother me. Exactly. Otherwise, I would never get any sleep. But exactly. I'm also so we're on a quarter of a billion people per month. So, you know, I mean, if I'm going to let every negative one come in, that's that's going to make a, a and, long life for me, is it not, or what? And that's my point with Kevin Durant is, look, it's one thing if, again, one, it's a it's a it's one of your peers in the NBA. It's another thing if there's a dangerous threat, they, they threaten you, your family, whatever, and it seems serious. But when people are saying, 
you suck or you ruined the NBA. Like, who cares? Like, if I'm Kevin Durant, I got probably, I, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head, but probably $250 million in the bank. I'm the second best basketball player in the world. I'm the second best person in the world at my respective craft. Why do I care what other people think? And why do I let it affect my day when I'm awesome? I mean, Kevin Durant is, by any tangible measure, a genius at what he does. The the 1% of 1% of 1%. I just don't, like, to me, turn off the mentions. Who cares? Go sit on a yacht somewhere and have fun. Do what Clay, do what Clay Thompson does. Fly a bunch of Instagram models down to the Caribbean and relax. You think Clay Thompson's checking his mentions? You know, He's having I a just, great time. If I used your exact words, let's see what people would think of me. I don't care about the homeless. I make tons of money. I'm going out to the Caribbean and what bringing out supermodels and stuff like that. I don't care I don't, about the about I other problems. I don't. I don't follow the analogy. Well, c- come on. I mean, if you if you could you could use it for anything though. When you say that, you know, you could use money as a, I don't care about anything in the world because if I got money. So if you're going to criticize no. me and stuff, why you don't you no, don't agree I, with I, that? I mean, I don't know. I don't understand the analogy. What I'm saying is. I don't think when you are unquestionably one of the best people at your craft, you should care about what anybody says. Look, there are people like us that are paid to talk about people like Kevin Durant and Tom Brady and Russell Westbrook and all these guys, but it doesn't mean you have to care what they say. I mean, we have a job to do just like everybody else does, but all I'm saying is I don't know why you would let somebody else's opinion bother you i mean again it goes back to, to the analogy that i'm saying I, I again and i don't follow your analogy and i'm sorry right, so if, you, if you were the president of a company would you not care what the lowest person on the totem pole thought would you say i don't care what you think i'm the president well if 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 there were tangible results that prove that i am an asset to the company like kevin durant winning two straight MV, it's two straight finals and two straight finals mvps by whatever John Smith in Des Moines, Iowa, with 11 Twitter followers, <laughs> thinks Kevin Durant is fantastic at his job. He is the you know he has been the best player on the biggest stage two years in a row. So it clearly, whatever John Smith thinks is inaccurate. I, you know, I th- I'll tell you what, Aaron. I, I, we're going to get into Twitter because you also sent me. A tweet what was that by uh, Jason Whitlock? Is that who put that out? Well, no, Jason Jason Whitlock from FS1 responded to Jason Witten. Oh, right, okay. And Jason, I'll tell Whitten you what, no, hold points. on to that. We're going to get to that next because I I, I really want to get into that first. Though here comes the Sager. Get us caught up in all those late scores. What's trending out there, the Sager? Good evening to you both. Good we evening, have, the Sager. Good evening. We have four ball games going on right now. It is bottom of the ninth in San Francisco. Brewers lead seven one over the Giants. Four hits for all-star Lorenzo Kane. The Giants starter was Johnny Cueto. He went four innings, four runs allowed. In Colorado, after a rain delay at the start, it's a 4-1 lead, top of the eighth. Rockies over the A's. Nolan Arenado with his 27th home run. Diamondbacks had an early 4-0 lead at San Diego. Blew that. Now Arizona's back in the lead. 7-4 over the Padres in the bottom of the inning. And in Anaheim, it's 11-4 Angels over the Mariners in the top of the eighth. Texas beat Houston and Justin Verlander 7-3. Pittsburgh beat the Mets and Jacob deGrom 5-0. Yeah. Jacob deGrom, Mr. Met, yeah. has this superb ERA. One, yeah, like 1-8 or something like 1.82 that. 1.82 after tonight, and his record is 5-6 and six on That's the season. That's pretty good, That's yeah. That's all you need to know about the Mets. Boston has the best record in the majors, beat Minnesota 10-4. White Sox and Baltimore got wins. That's rare. Dodgers beat Atlanta 5-1. 
Miami in 10 innings as Washington 2-1. to Cincinnati and Detroit got wins, St. Louis as well. And Kansas City and the Yankees split a doubleheader. Dustin Johnson is tied for the lead at Golf's Canadian Open after shooting a third-round 65. Tom Watson is three back at the Senior British Open at St. Andrews. Miguel Angel Jimenez leads by two. Kyle Busch won the NASCAR Trucks race at Pocono, his record-tying 51st career victory in the series. Tomorrow, Busch and Kevin Harvick will have to start at the back of the field after failed inspections. Daniel Suarez, therefore, has the pole. Christopher Bell tonight won the Xfinity race at Iowa, his third straight this month. NFL Hall of Fame game this Thursday night. Yeah! Ravens against the Bears. Bears first-round linebacker Roquan Smith still unsigned. I want to gamble on that. Uh, Of course you do. Of course I do. (laughs) The Bears say part of the issue with Smith being unsigned signed is financial protection in the contract regarding future suspensions and guaranteed money among those into the hall that weekend by the way the bears brian urlacher and the ravens ray lewis hence the matchup also going in terrell owens randy moss brian dawkins and others back to you all right thanks a lot to say wow that's a lot of stuff we're coming to you live from the geico fox sports radio studios it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico, what do you got to do? Just go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part, well, that's figuring out which way is easier. Uh, he's Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. Aaron, you gamble a little bit? You you do some sports gambling or what? I like to bet it. I'm a big over-under win total guy going into oh. the football season. So I got, a, I got a few hot tips. You can, uh, you know, you, we can either talk about them now, listen to my podcast. No, no, no but I, I'm want. just, I, we're getting football starting. I mean, Thursday. I'm, I I love betting on preseason. Preseason's the free season. You know that, don't you? Oh, is, is that true? Oh, you didn't know that? You should print that up on a T-shirt. I like it. Yeah, you like that? Oh, I, I pretty much go like uh, 75% in the preseason. Wow. Do you do you yeah. quit after the preseason and just collect your winnings and enjoy them? No, no, I can't quit, but I just I just want you to know that it it's I'm I'm so good in the preseason, it's disgusting. And I'm putting myself on the spot here, but I'm I'm up to the task. So I, I well, feel listen, good about that. I will give you credit. It only took four different teams before you got the NBA champions right. Yeah. So, so I give you hey. credit. I mean, I, you, you claim the I, you name the Rockets champions, you name yeah. the Cavs. You eventually got around to the Warriors. So, hey, listen, if you were a baseball player, two fifty ain't bad. That's not bad at all. Not bad at all. All right, what was the tweet? Uh, we were talking about this actually before the show that Jason Witten put out. Okay. Uh, that Jason Whitlock uh, that was talking about. All right, so Jason Witten, who's obviously now the new voice of Monday Night Football, I don't believe he's on social media. And uh, But he put out an article on ESPN.com about how he thinks that social media is ruining locker rooms across America, and so in sports, really. And so I'll, I'll, I'll cut it to the, the part that's the, 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 the most important part, I would say. And he says, the most concerning part, watching a really talented player corrupt his mind and confidence by reading all the critiques from anonymous football experts around the world. Negative social media can ruin a player. Reading your mentions, it's poison. Well, is it not poison listening to then sports talk radio when people are calling in and said, that guy needs to be traded, that guy sucks, that guy needs to be cut? Is is that not the same thing? Or? It is. It is. But let me ask you this, though. It does feel like Twitter and social media, Instagram, whatever, it's a little more immediate in the sense that, so if we go back to the Kevin Durant example, or Des Bryant, another good one from the last couple of days, like, so... Des Bryant, right, somebody had to share those Stephen Jones comments. So that's, it's completely different than, say, again, I, I keep using the name John Smith, whatever. 
fill-in-the-blank Twitter follower coming right at you on social media. So I think that's the point that Jason Witten is getting. Look, sports talk radio can be toxic. Watching TV, sports talk commentary on TV can be toxic. But there is kind of an immediacy, kind of a connectivity on social media where anyone with an internet connection anywhere in the world can come right at you and can get right to Arnie Spanier, Aaron Torres, Kevin Durant, Des Bryant, whoever it is. So you think that these athletes are actually getting affected by just normal people, people that are like listening to the show to, with us right now, by tweeting at these athletes and telling them how they're no good, you think it's affecting them mentally? Well, uh, these aren't my words. Jason Witten is, it was in an NFL locker room last year, and he said watching a really talented player corrupt his mind and confidence by reading all the critiques from anonymous football experts right. around the world. Negative social media can ruin a player. Reading your mentions, it's poison. No, now, wait a minute. There's, there's guys who, uh, what was it, um, uh, those guys that will put up a list of people that get drafted ahead of them, use it as motivation, or you'll never make it this far. Remember what a teacher said to him or a teammate or or a coach, and they, they use that for motivation. Oh, yeah, no. And um, and the thing is, is that it, I do think, though, that it affects everybody differently, right? It's, it's, like, it's no different than real life. I mean, some people are on their phones nonstop. Some people don't care. Some people are this. Some people are that. And I do think that, with social media, look, I think it's very clear that Kevin Durant cares entirely too much what random people think about them. We saw that he has burner Twitter accounts. We <laughs> saw, and by the way, let's go back a couple years. Do you remember the the first year that LeBron won his first championship in Miami? What was yeah. the big thing? He shut off social media for all of the of the playoffs. He said, "I can't have distractions. I can't care what people think about me because it doesn't matter. My job isn't to please." The Twitter follower with 18 followers. It's to win games for the Miami Heat at the time, for the Cleveland Cavaliers, for the Los Angeles Lakers. And so, yeah, I do think that guys read it, and I think some guys really don't care. I think some guys it doesn't affect them. I think some guys it motivates them. I think plenty of guys don't read the stuff at all. But I also think there are some guys that take this stuff a little too personally, and it does affect at least their mental you know, mind state, even if it doesn't affect their play on the court like somebody like Kevin Durant. And you don't think they should never answer these people? They should never say, hey, uh, what about now? When you say, I suck and I want a championship, or this, that, and the other, or you know, even though it makes them feel better, you should just say, just stay off Twitter. If you're rich or famous or an actor, actress, athlete, stay off Twitter is what I, you're saying. I never said stay off Twitter. Yeah. I don't think you should be overly concerned with what somebody says about you. I think right. that... If you're Kevin Durant, the people that I would care what they think about me are Steve Kerr, are Bob Myers, the GM, are my parents, my friends, my family. I, I would care what their opinions are about me personally, professionally, whatever. I wouldn't care what somebody on social media said about me. Do you do you feel differently? Because I to me, I just I can't like and and I think it comes back to what we do, Arnie. We can't if we do a segment and somebody says, You're totally wrong. Well, I don't think I'm wrong. I don't really care what you think. And well, being wrong is one thing. I mean, look, you take Team A, I take Team B. doesn't make a difference. Uh, whatever game we're taking, whatever sport we're taking, one's going to be one's right, one's wrong. That's not a big thing. I don't think anybody really, you know, you, you don't lose it over something like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, no, and that's, and that's exactly what I'm saying, is, yeah. is if you're Kevin Durant or whatever, don't worry about it. Don't, like, like, to me, you can't – I think, look – it's always good in our I, – I, look, I've never been a professional basketball player. I know that sounds crazy. I know you probably find that really hard to believe. <laughs> I've never been in his shoes, but I know in our shoes, 
we we can respond. We can look at what people are saying. I'll be honest. I generally don't look at my mentions either because I don't want some one person's opinion to affect the way I go about my job. Like I got to this point by doing things a certain way, by thinking a certain way, by uh, preparing a certain way, and I don't want that one comment to get stuck in my head. Let me ask you, when, it, when it's the one comment or whatever, and it's made to you and to the bosses, does that bother you also or what? If my boss feels Come on, you know you're reading something and you say, ah, oh, look at that. He even had to copy my boss on it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, no. But, I mean, if my boss pulls me in the office and says, hey, this crossed a the line, then, yeah, I care. But, look, I'm sure that people tag Steve Kerr in tweets that mention Kevin Durant as well. Right, right. But, you know what I mean? Like, like, like to me, I, I do. look, we're all, most virtually everybody, whether it's people listening to us, you, I, whoever, we all have bosses. We all have somebody that is monitoring what we do and our performance and all that stuff. Those are the people that it matters. So I just, I, I can't, you know, I, I live in a world where I can't worry about what people that have no effect on my bottom line, my income, my performance. Like, I, I can't worry about those people. And I do feel like, as Jason Witten said, I do think that too many people let this stuff affect them. All right, we're just flying by hour number one. We'll come back. The Sager will jump in, uh, get us uh, caught up on what's trending and some of the latest news and notes in the world of sports as we finish off first uh, the first hour. He's Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. This is Fox Sports Radio. Why? No, why? What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Not Steven. You don't go by Steven, do you, DeSager? Yeah, whatever. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. What's happening out there, DeSager? That's all uh, I can find. That's, that's yeah. right. I'll take it. I'll take it. Play the DeSager song. DeSager, yeah, exactly. DeSager. That's right. That's like the uh, Ephraim song yes. that he couldn't find from the show before you. There's probably not one of those out there. I got to well. tell you this. This came out of nowhere today. My wife. Uh, we're driving around. She goes, you know who's one of my favorite hosts? I go, who? I, he goes, Ephraim Salam. I go, get out of here. <laughs> wow. It's wrong. Not that I have anything wrong against No, I go, Why not that him? there's anything wrong with that. Sure. Yeah, he, goes, well, she, he, he comes off so smart. I go, okay, great. That's fantastic. Yeah, so he doesn't fit in the she's, time slot. I, 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 I was going to say, she's used to listening to you. Exactly. There you go. You're here all week. Uh, the late game in baseball is in Anaheim, ninth inning, 11-5. Angels lead the Mariners. There's a guy they just called up the Halos, Francisco Arcia. Now in his first two major league games, he has 10 runs batted in. That's pretty good. That is a major league record. <laughs> and the Rockies in the ninth inning lead 4-1 over the A's. Bottom of the ninth, it's the Diamondbacks, 8-4, leading at San Diego. Apparently, and I haven't heard the audio on this yet, I just yeah. read an article on the great site, Awful Announcing, about the Braves announcers tonight who are calling their lost to the Dodgers, saying that the Dodgers tonight in Georgia uh, had batting practice in T-shirt and shorts, and they thought that was highly unprofessional of the Dodgers to what? do so. Exactly. Really? So Dave Roberts, the Dodger manager, was told about that. He said, basically, you know, let me hear the audio, but that really sets me off. I can't. I, 
they have nothing better to worry about than if the Dodgers yeah. come out in t-shirt and shorts. Get about, out of here. How about the Braves gagging first place in the East and losing yeah. four games in a yeah, row? Don't worry about that, my friends. Don't worry about what the Dodgers come out in. Well, we have a lot of football news because, as mentioned, we've got the Hall of Fame game starting the NFL preseason oh, on Thursday goodness. night. Seahawks gave tackle Dwayne Brown a three-year extension. And injuries to report, Carolina has a starting tackle who was second-team All-Pro last year, Daryl Williams. He went down with a non-contact knee injury in camp today, torn MCL and dislocated kneecap. Jets had running backs in today, looking for another because Elijah McGuire suffered a broken foot that will require surgery, according to NFL Network, which also says the Steeler injury with one of their guards is not thought to be serious, but Ramon Foster was carted off today with a knee injury. Who did they bring in? The, which running backs, did, did you say? Uh, I think Alfred Morris was one of the two okay. running backs, actually. Nobody signed, so it's not news yet. Right. Uh, I mentioned the Steelers. Ex-linebacker there's Ryan Shazier was walking with a cane, working with Pittsburgh linebackers at camp this weekend. He suffered that spinal yeah. injury last December. We've got college football starting in a month. And oh, my goodness. Clemson is ending its 30-year tradition of the balloon launch before the game, maybe for an environmental reasons but apparently they started it to originally try and set a guinness world record for balloon launch and it went so well they've just kept it and also apparently according to TigerNet, reporting this half the number of balloons last year were released compared to the year before i was gonna say guinness world records for number of like dead dolphins with all those balloons (laughs) exactly too soon too soon but yeah they uh one guy said that he had spent his time at clemson in part study uh of the balloon releases, and that one balloon actually went from Clemson, South Carolina to just south of Blacksburg, Virginia Tech territory. And yes, they do wind up broken and all over the environment. Your tuition money, hard spent, (laughs) Mom and Dad. Hard spent. Pac-12 Media Day was Wednesday in L.A., and the best offensive player in the Pac-12 did not attend. Stanford's 2,000-yard running back Bryce Love is trying to graduate early, skip Media Day for a class in Northern California. How dare he! some people were letting him have it. Dennis Dodd, for yes. example, longtime college football writer, essentially said, be a pro, even though you're an amateur. And one of the quotes he had saying, well, let's just say Stanford forfeited a bit of leverage this week to protest if Bryce Love doesn't win the Heisman this year. Really? I, One day at Media Day, Skip, is going to do was, that? I was going to say, I was at Media Day, and I actually thought it was like an incredibly cool gesture that Bryce Love came back after media day and did a Skype session for everybody that was upset that he wasn't there. He did. Wow. So he went out of his way to help everybody, and people were still yelling at him. So back off, everybody, for crying out loud. Oh, So-called I got a lot to say on that next hour also. And finally, Jeez. the Boston Red Sox, I mentioned they won again. J.D. Martinez with his 32nd homer. He has 86 runs MVP. batted in, and that leads the majors in both categories. If you go back his last full season, including, uh, say, August, September of last year, after he got traded to Arizona, he has 60 home runs, about 150 RBIs, in the equivalent of one full season going back 12 months. And I He's was yelling locally, don't you sign him. Don't do it. <laughs> they might got him, might have got him cheap. He can opt out in a couple years. Yeah, yeah. Shows you what I know. Yeah, I was leading the charge. Why would you take that guy for Nobody wants him. He's over here. Hopefully, You're paying too much. Hopefully everybody knows how yeah. great he is now. Yeah, there you go. All right, the hour one of the books. Thanks a lot to Sager.
Uh, plenty to get to. Hour number two. A little bit more on Dez and Kevin Durant. I want to get to Kawhi's new team. That's all coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Good evening, everyone, as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Great night uh, for Sports Talk Radio. Saturday, 28th day of July. Busy hour. You'll get our predictions coming up at the uh, last segment of the hour, about 45 past the hour. We're hitting on Dez. We'll reset that a little bit, as well as Kevin Durant. I guess uh, you're telling me, Aaron Torres, that Kawhi happy in Toronto already, and it's only been less than a week for crying out loud. Yeah, I'm thrilled, you know, because you were declaring the Lakers the 2019 NBA champs before. The day after <laughs> Kawhi demanded a trade. You won't let me live that that way. Kawhi, no. Paul George, LeBron, they're all coming to L.A. Well, instead of Kawhi, we got uh, we got who? We got Lance Stevenson. Instead of yep. Paul George, we got ourselves a little uh, Michael Beasley. Beasley. Yeah, it's okay. It'll be Don't fun. Don't forget that. Yeah. Don't worry. Kawhi loves the North. He loves uh, we are the North. That's Kawhi. Him and Drake. Best friends already. He's staying there long term. I mean, that's one of my predictions. We're I'll get to Kawhi later. I got plenty of Kawhi for you oh, later in the I'm show. I'm sure you. I, you know, if we were talking about Twitter. Why don't we get to some of the tweets coming at us? Because people are criticizing us. Actually, criticizing you. So I'm gonna have fun with this. Oh wait, well, let's wait, start. Wait. Let's let, pull him up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start with Jake, who's a meteorologist in Mobile, Alabama. Saying being in the public eye is difficult, no matter the stage. One or two comments don't bother me, but dozens do. Rich or poor, we're all human. I kind of I buy into that. That's why I think tweets bother people like Des Bryant and Kevin well, Durant. It's not about the money; it's just the constant criticism. Here's the thing, though, right? Is that Kevin Durant? You know, it's easy for this guy to say, "Oh, dozens would bother me." Well, Kevin Durant has. 17.3 million Twitter followers. Right, right. So the mentions that he gets are probably in the thousands or certainly in the hundreds. So of everything he says, everything he tweets out is going to get dozens of negative criticisms because that's how people are on social media. When you don't have to put your name on stuff, a lot of people don't have their actual work name, their actual uh or their actual, excuse me, their actual name, their work, their I mean, it's anonymous people criticizing everything everybody does. Look, if I say something on this air and every single response is like, dude, you just totally missed the boat on that, that's one thing. But it's when Kevin Durant gets thousands of mentions a day, you can't let even if it's a couple dozen bother you because, again, you're still insanely good at what you do. And At the end of the day, all that matters is are you a good basketball player? Are you fulfilling your responsibility to the Golden State Warriors? And he has done that beyond a reasonable doubt the last couple of years. Uh, by the way, on a little side note, um, I I always wanted to be a meteorologist. It, it doesn't seem like it's that tough of a job. You know that. Wow. Right? See, well, you come in 10 minutes before the, the newscast. You, you pull up weather.com. You read off that, and you're pretty much good to go, right? I'm assuming well, that, isn't it? Well, and then if, if you're wrong, you just, oh, well, that, that, yeah, that, yeah, that cold yeah. front blew in out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, did you ever see the – are you a Curb, Curb Your Enthusiasm guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. see the one where, where Larry was convinced that the meteorologist was lying about the weather to get the, the golf course to himself? No. Like he, he, would, he would say that there was a big rainstorm coming in so that nobody would come to the golf course and then uh you know the guy would you'd find him on the golf course by himself it'd be a perfect you know oh, 70 degrees that. and sunny I love, 
Are you are you a big Seinfeld fan though? Are you? Oh, I am absolutely. Oh wait, I don't, I've, have I told you this story before that I that went to high there, school with Jerry Seinfeld? No, no, no. There was a couple in on on Seinfeld called Beth and Arnie. Oh, you sort of told me this. Yeah, Go ahead. That, that I I believe that's taken from me and my wife, my wife Beth and me Arnie. Obviously. Wow. So, where where yeah. did they get the? So are you? I you, think he. Well, he, uh, he he was on Dan Patrick. He is a sports talk radio listener. So. And he is old, so I, but I, even if it's not, I'm going to stick with that. So anyway, let me get to a couple more ones. Let me get to the ones that actually hate you and see how you could take it. Okay, uh, Aaron, you've uh, you're paid to say what people like, not spew whatever you want, regardless of people's opinions. I can't believe how you worship millionaires. Kevin Durant should care that most people think of him as a punk and LBJ as the king. Money isn't everything. That's from Isaac out there. Whoa, and then he writes another one. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah. First of all. <laughs> it is not true. I'm trying to find this tweet. It's not true that everyone thinks it up. That ev- no, no. <laughs> everyone thinks of him as a punk and LBJ as the king. That's there, not are, true. There, yeah. there are hundreds, if not thousands, of people that think LeBron is a punk. You know how I know? Because we we for the last three weeks we've been talking yeah. about a stupid mural that gets painted over. The difference right. is LeBron doesn't care. LeBron's like, I got my three titles. I got my millions in the bank. I got my new TV show on HBO. I don't care what you think. Whereas Kevin Durant is coming at Isaac with 11 Twitter followers in Des Moines, Iowa. By the way, shout out to Des Moines. I've been crushing Des Moines all night. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kevin Durant's responding to those guys. LeBron, just as many people think he's a punk, if not more. But he doesn't care. There was more from Isaac that said, hey, uh, Fox Sports Radio, can you let Stinkin' Genius actually talk and make a point? I'm tired of boring millennials like Aaron Torres, who's unwilling to consider other people's opinions. Wow. Listen, I, I'll say shout Wow. Out. Listen, I. Easy Kevin Durant Torres. Easy I, I'll out. say this. Isaac <laughs> has six followers. I'm oh, sure those six people really care what Isaac has to say. I don't, though. I'm not uh, one of those six people. Uh, when you know I follow if, Isaac, yeah. I will pay closer attention to his opinions. Until then, Isaac, I hope you have a lovely well, evening. I really don't care what you have to well, say. Well, let, let, let's kind of reset. This all started because we were talking about Des Bryant uh, with the Twitter war that he had. Uh, Stephen Jones went on a show. You heard what he had to say. Uh, took a little bit of a shot against Des, which I thought it was because he was saying that Dak Prescott had Des in his ear. Uh, Des fired back. And and I'll, I'll be honest, I'm glad Des fired back. I said this is hour number one. I'm glad he fired back. I'm glad he stood up for himself. I felt it was an uncalled for shot. Steven had no business really mentioning him by name. So so good for Des for sticking up for himself. And and actually, now all the Twitter stuff that he's fighting with people on Twitter, maybe he's taking it a little bit too far. But he's, he's defending his name. And I guess once he got going, he couldn't stop there, Aaron. Yes, that was my take as well. I'm I'm with you on this one, Arnie. Is I do think there's a difference between worrying about what the random person anywhere, not just Des Moines, Iowa, but anywhere, has to say about you, caring about what somebody that has no football background, no whatever, cares about you. But when your former boss comes out and is critical of you and says that you were in the ear of the current quarterback and that that was part of the reason right. that he struggled – then, yeah, you have the absolute right to defend yourself. And right now, Des Bryant's only platform is through social media, so I don't blame him at all for doing this. Well, you know, you say that, you know, and we're on a quarter of a billion people can get us any time during the month. And, of course, we get a lot of hate tweets. Let me ask you this. Suppose we got fired, God forbid, um, and then a couple months later our boss, our former boss, took shots of us on Twitter. Would you not defend yourself? Absolutely. I mean— I probably and that's would. only that's only one tweet. Remember now, 
That's only one tweet. I mean, I probably would. I mean, it depends. You know, I mean, first of all, Stephen Jones didn't necessarily go after him on Twitter, but I the point still stands that, yeah, I mean, look. I, you and, know, if he said, well, thank goodness we shored up the weekend lineup and got rid of those knuckleheads Torres and Spanier. Yeah. <laughs> the producer goes on Twitter and says, Torres yeah. was in my ear too much. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah that, that, something like that, you that, know? That sounds about right. Yeah, but I, I think I would probably say something back on Twitter to defend myself. Yeah, it, and it... it I think in this something we were talking about in the first hour is that you do have to defend your honor, but I also think if you're Des, you have to be careful. Where I thought that he crossed the line was dragging Sean Lee and Travis Frederick into this. You can disagree with me if you want, and I think you do, but to me it's one thing when your boss brings up your name specifically. It's one thing to say, whoa, 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 whoa wait a second. There were a lot of problems in this locker room last year. I don't, you know, we took a major step back after having the number one seed two years ago. Do not put this all on me. But it's another thing to then say, these two guys are the reason that I'm well, I gone. Think, I think he went on a rant and he couldn't stop. He I goes, agree. And you know what? Sean Lee, he's a snake too. And you know what? And he just kept on going and going. And it's lasted 48 hours, you know? Oh, yeah, no. And <laughs> it, and I think he's finally starting to calm down because I tried to goad him twice into coming on this show and he didn't seem right. to have interest. He's, I think he said he's watching the UFC fight tonight. So Good for him. Yeah, I'm glad he's relaxed. But... I, I am with you on Des. I do think it's different when your boss calls you out, when your boss brings up your name out of nowhere. I think that's completely different than just going back and forth with fans, going back and forth with other people on social media that have no say, no no say in what you do and what you're about. And by the way, I will say this. A lot of people came to the defense of Des. A lot of people called out. Uh, but but let, let's take this a step further. A lot of people yeah. called out, well, Jason Garrett's play calling was ter- or the, the, the play calling was terrible. You're right, Des, blah, blah, blah. Should Jason Garrett then come out and call out the people that called out him for the play calling? <laughs> like, like, you know, where do you draw a line? Jason Garrett's like, I got a job to do. You know, it's one thing if but that's De- not that's not his personality. Jason Garrett would never do something like that. You know? No, I know. I mean, well, first yeah. of all, it's not in his personality because he doesn't have a personality. But, <laughs> uh, but no, you know what I mean, though. But but and so that's kind of to me the difference. It's one thing if Des is defending himself against his former employer as he looks for a new job. But again, to the point that I was making earlier, it's another thing if let's just say Jason Garrett jumped out of nowhere on Twitter to then attack the people who were agreeing with Dez saying that the offense was to blame that he was to blame for the offense and this, that, the other thing. At a certain point you just can't worry about what random people have to say about you. All right. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. Real quick, I want to get to Kevin Durant. Um a lot of people think he's being sensitive. Uh, we played the soundbite in, in, in the first hour there. I, I got to tell you, look, I, I don't pull for the Warriors. I'm, I'm a New York Knicks fan. I have the ultimate respect for the Warriors. I like Kevin Durant. Um, I kind of like uh, that he's a little bit sensitive. I like that he reads the criticisms and wants to fire back. I I don't think that that's a flaw at all. Aaron. You don't think I, that you don't think he was he's so sensitive that he created fake Twitter accounts to defend himself. You don't think that's a little far, a little much? Maybe that's how he got this far, is being sensitive. Maybe that's because he heard people tell him that he couldn't do it all his life, and he was so sensitive about it that he just just drawed him to and made him work that much harder to where he's now one of the best guys in the NBA. I think how about that? I think it's the opposite. I think he is what? one of these I think he's one of these guys that he is so good at basketball. And this is something, you know, it's my background. What do you think he could be better? No, 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 no. He was so good at basketball at such a young age that he was coddled and that nobody ever criticized him, that nobody ever told him he did anything wrong. I mean, look, the first real criticism Kevin Durant got 
wasn't until his sixth, seventh, eighth year in the NBA when there remember Mr. Unreliable? When he made when the, when the he, whole wait wait if I'm correct didn't he play for Texas get, losing the nobody uh, blamed NCAA tournament to Arizona didn't he uh, well I don't know about that he they lost yeah, in the second round people were criticizing him at that point no going, What's going? Yeah, yeah no they were criticizing Rick Barnes that's still Rick Barnes's right, deal right, go go ahead go ahead no 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 I was gonna say Rick yeah. Barnes to this day how did that guy not make it out of the second the first weekend of the NCAA tournament with Kevin Durant no the first time Kevin Durant got criticized like really criticized was when they called him Mr. Unreliable in Oklahoma City, and they had to run a retraction the next day because he got so upset about it. Right, right. And I remember I'm, that. And Yeah, but yeah. I remember that we were, we were getting into that. He was a little sensitive about that, but maybe he's using it for himself. Maybe he's using it for motivation. Um, again, I, I'm not going to jump on somebody for being too sensitive and saying, hey, you're so sensitive you can't read Twitter, which, by the way, you think Twitter is, is the death of athletes. Do you not or what? I am with Jason Witten in the sense that I think that you cannot let what random people say affect your overall performance. And like I said in that first hour, if you're Kevin Durant, and by the way, maybe it hasn't affected Kevin Durant's performance because you know what? He's got two straight finals MVPs, and he should be on top of the world. He shouldn't care what anybody has to say. But to me, if you're Kevin Durant, the only people that you should care about what they think are Bob Myers, the GM, you know, um, the owners, Steve Kerr, the coach, Steph Curry, your teammates. I mean, these are the people whose opinions should matter, not random other people on social media that are just trying to get under your skin, just trying to get – I mean, think about it from the opposite perspective. If you're some guy that has 11 followers and you're just poking at Kevin Durant and you get him to respond, I hate to say it, a lot of these people, that's the highlight of their life. I got under Kevin Durant's skin. I got him mad. Don't give that person the satisfaction. All right, we're going to have a, a Kawhi update. You'll give us that, how he's doing up there in Toronto. Wait to hear what one athlete said about the DeMar DeRozan. That's going to catch up by surprise. And I want to get into what Dennis Dodd did. We, we got a busy next segment. All that's coming up. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. Get rewarded with Snapshot from Progressive. It's simple. Plug in Snapshot, drive, and earn discounts for safe driving. Save more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, I'm Arnie Spanier. By the way, this segment brought to you by Granger, the products and services that you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Uh, Torres, what's going on with Kawhi? Because you were all giddy about that before the start of the show. Your Toronto Raptors. I'm surprised you're not up to date on this. I'm not up to date because I, I, I'm still thinking that he's never going to play a game for Toronto, but it's not looking good right now. Yeah, that yeah, you, you might want to take that, that prediction's go, uh, uh, sailed away, has it not, or what? You might want to take the over on zero games played for wow. the Toronto Raptors. So, your boy, Kawhi Leonard, and your other boy, Nick Nurse, new coach of the Toronto Raptors. Right. If Nick Nurse was sitting next to you in studio, would you know what he looked like? I wouldn't know if he said, can I get you more breadsticks at the Olive Garden? Wouldn't I say, sure, please, can you get me more uh, more breadsticks? That'd be a heck of a second job. Yeah. NBA coach in <laughs> Olive Garden. It's like, when remember Ron Artest worked at Circuit City for an offseason but, but, when he was but, in here? But to my defense, I didn't know the Raptors had a team in Toronto. I didn't know the NBA had a team in Toronto. So oh, that's I mean, they're the, they're going to be the Eastern Conference champs next year. I, I, I didn't know, so go ahead. All right, okay, so Nick Nurse. I just thought they had two hockey teams, my bad. No, they have one They have one hockey team. Now the tweets are going to come on in. They go also ahead. have the Argonauts. Don't forget about the Argonauts. I did, yeah, yeah. Okay, 
So, Nick Nurse, new head coach, Kawhi Leonard, new star. We've heard for weeks he's not going to play in Toronto. He doesn't want to be there. When he went to Toronto for the All-Star game, he didn't even leave the hotel room. Yeah. Well, apparently Nick Nurse, the new head coach, him, you know, to use a, an Arnie Spanier term, apparently they broke bread, maybe an Olive Garden breadstick. I don't know. Right, exactly. So this is what Nick Nurse told the star of Toronto. I never talked to him before. I don't think I'm alone in that. So you get a perception of him. I'll be honest with you. I kind of went in there thinking, what if he doesn't say anything? What am I going to do? And then so blah, 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 blah. So now Nick Nurse apparently talking for both of them. I figured I'd tell him the whole story. This is how our offense is the way it is. I'll just talk. And if he doesn't want to say anything, I'll have plenty of energy. I sat down and said, do you have any questions? And he started firing them. And it just led to a really easygoing conversation. Not what I was expecting. Very smart. Very intelligent. Very engaging. Really enjoyed it. Management had to drag us out of there in the end because they had to go do something else. But it was great. We could have gone on forever. Management kept knocking on the door, and I was like, a couple more minutes, a couple more minutes, because we were really into it. That sounds like, talk about Olive Garden, that seems like a great first date at the Olive Garden. I never would have guessed it. I thought that, uh, you know, if if he said, do we have any questions, he would have said, no, and gotten up and left. I I would have thought completely the opposite, Um, and that would have shown that maybe he wasn't serious about playing there. I guess this does show that he's serious about finishing the year. I'm still not sold on any extension or anything like that, but I don't know if anybody is on that uh, front also. Raptors management kept knocking on the door, and I was like, a couple more minutes. Wow. Talk about a great first date. I I think we've all been in that situation. Somebody's knocking on the door. You say, I need a couple more minutes. Wow. Look at you. I'm just uh, Try the veal. No. Uh, Well, look, look, this is probably more Raptors than we've ever talked about. DeMar DeRozan was part of that trade. Now, uh, Milan Lucic, who's a Edmonton Oiler in the NHL, used to be a former Boston Bruin, uh, had a few things to say about DeMar DeRozan acting a little sensitive about the trade. But play a little bit about that, Ryan. Here's what he had to say about that. I look at this whole DeRozan thing right now, and the way like DeRozan is being like this little I don't even want to – he's being like a little bitter at the organization. Wow. For <laughs> trading him for Kawhi Leonard, like literally yeah. <laughs> a top five player in the league, uh, you're just you're just a uh, uh, you're meat. You're it's just, a business. It's a business. You're just uh, unless you're Crosby or, or or McDavid or or LeBron, like you're just another guy. Yeah, all right. We we get the well, we get the part there. Um, called them uh, a B word, Aaron. In case you couldn't uh, to make that out, I love that. that I mean that. Raw truth, raw emotion, exactly how somebody feels. Um, I thought DeMar DeRozan was, was sensitive over the whole situation. You lied to me, uh, talking about the GM. You lied to me. You know, you, I can't trust you. You know, that's part of the business. That's part of the game. I love uh, that he said that. I thought that was fantastic. You know, when I first heard that audio, you know what my first thought was? What? said, I think he's a fan of Spanier and Torres on Saturday nights because we we said the exact same thing almost verbatim last week, you and I, because it's not just about being sensitive. It's about the Raptors. We, we were just talking about it. Masai Ujiri, the GM, has a job to do. It's to do what's best for the Raptors, not to do what's best for DeMar DeRozan. And by the way, Luchas also brought this up. It wasn't even that soundbite. You got traded to San Antonio, man. Yeah. yeah. You, you didn't get traded to Charlotte. You didn't get traded to Milwaukee. 
you didn't. I mean, you got traded to the preeminent franchise. They've made the 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 maybe not the preeminent franchise right now, but over the last twenty years, unquestionably the most stable franchise, Hall of Fame coach, and that's after the fact that you have nothing to complain about when you got traded, anyways. I I, I thought that was fantastic. I'm glad that he let him have it. I thought that that was great. Um, if you want to make a comment, Aaron underscore Torres at Stinking Genius One. I got to get to the Dennis Dodd story because, um, as you mentioned, Bryce Love was not at Media Day uh, for the Pac-12 Media Day, but he did uh, Skype reporters so they could do interviews and ask him questions. Dennis Dodd, who you like, right? He's a, a friend of yours, Aaron, or what? Yeah, he's been on my podcast a few times. He's a good guy. He's, uh, you know, we get along well, but I, I do disagree on this. I know you're going to set up the situation, but I completely disagree with him on this. Well, he went as far as saying that he felt that maybe it could cost him some Heisman votes or even the Heisman Trophy because he didn't show up to Pac-12 Media Day. Um, my co-host locally said that, hey, you know, maybe the Pac-12, who's had a tough time, you know, over the last couple of years and the Pac-12 network, you know, needs these guys to go to Pac-12 Media Day. I go, look, doesn't make a difference who shows up to Pac-12 Media Day, too, if they really want to push the face of the Pac-12. Uh, Khalil Tate from Arizona is even more of a Heisman frontrunner than anybody, is he not? I mean, with the numbers he put up, it really doesn't make a difference who's there or not. The kid had class to go to. If Dennis Dodd has a Heisman vote, I think it should be yanked from him. And anybody that agrees with him and has a Heisman vote, it should be yanked from them also. Yeah, I was going to say the thing that's going to cost Bryce Love Heisman votes is that David Shaw said we're going to limit his carries. We're trying to make him a more complete back, but we're not trying to beat him up like last year. That's what's going to limit his Heisman votes. But here's the thing, Arnie. So so I was at Pac-12 Media Day, yeah. and Bryce Love was supposed to be there, um, and it got word kind of got out early, and David Shaw basically laid out exactly what you said. Look, you know, he has academic commitments. You know, I'm happy to answer any questions, this and that. And it was over. It was done. And then there was – I don't even think there was backlash. Like, I don't, nobody was really upset about it, apparently, except for, for Dennis Dodd, who, again, I like him, but nobody was upset. And Bryce Love still took time out of his day – to get on Skype and answer any questions that he had. And so it's one thing if you skip it. It's one thing if you don't, if you're dodging. But he can't, there, there was nothing that you would have gotten from Bryce Love in person that you couldn't get from Skype. It's most times I see both sides of an argument, even if I don't agree. Right. I don't see what the argument is here. I don't know. I, I don't understand what the, I, I literally don't understand what the complaint is. You know, if you would have said, and I, I, I think it's done before the bowl games, but if you would have said, well, he's not playing in the bowl game because he's worried about his NFL career, I'd still say you're completely wrong. you got to go by the numbers. I think this is just uh, horrible to say that about a young man like that that's trying to get an education and goes to Stanford. Yes. I don't know where he gets off saying something like this, to be honest with you. Well, and you know, it's really funny because, first of all, this guy's a biology major. Uh, he works in a stem cell that research. That was my major. But, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He works in, st- in a stem yeah. cell research uh, facility or something. I mean, I can't, I, it, stuff is so far over my head. But, you know, the thing that really kind of bothers me about this. I'll Sarni- explain it to you later, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. I'll wait for that one. Yeah. No, but, you know, we, uh, people are so qu- critical of the college model. And I, I defend NCAA, the NCA in most cases. I think they do a pretty good job. But this guy is everything that we want out of a college athlete. He takes his academics seriously. Yeah, this was a yeah. guy, people were stunned when he didn't declare for the NFL draft last year. 
but he really wants to get his degree. And I think he's the type of kid that if he never plays it down in the NFL and he can start his professional career, like I think he'll be okay with that. And he's everything that college athletics are supposed to stand for. He takes his school seriously. He goes to class. To criticize him for it, I just thought it was so out of line. I, and again, it goes back to I opened up the article and I like I I kept waiting like is this an onion article like what is, like what is this how can you be critical of this guy that's doing everything right and still took time out of his day to answer any questions you had through Skype all right he's uh, Aaron underscore Torres if you want to send him something or I'm at stinking genius one we'll get your tweets there uh, LeBron talking about Bronny I want to get to that. Tom Brady not happy with the question that was asked to him. And the state of officiating, especially with the Golden State Warriors. Lots to get to. That's coming up next. First, though, let's check in with the Sager, see what's uh, trending out there. What's going on the Sager? Good discussion this segment, guys. And it reminds me of something that happened this week, actually. You had, in what you were talking about, the amateur athlete not being paid to make the trip and appearance in Southern California being, what, called out by the writer who right. is Dennis being Stott. paid yeah. to be there? I mean, honestly. Yep. Let's... Why did he, if he wants to see him so bad, can't he just catch a flight up to San Francisco? It's not like they don't run but it. He came on Skype. Every question that you yes. could have asked him. You could. He, yeah. <laughs> no, and by the way, it's not that anyone ever says anything interesting at Media Days anyways. But if you had a question, you still got to ask it to him. He's I the feature understand. guy. You could talk. Yes. I don't understand. That. There was this week the University of Connecticut athletic director saying, we need our fan base, talking about the football program, we need our fan base to step up and be accountable if they want a quality football program here at UConn. You got to support through thick and thin. Really? Was he calling me out? I'm an you're, alum. Yes. You're the AD. You're the one getting paid. And your head coach is overpaid. And yeah. you're calling out the fans who are doing the paying to I you? It's his fault. Well, it, one, it's my fault as an alum. Two, I found it funny. Randy Edsel, out of nowhere, like when all this FBI basketball stuff came out, he's like, pay the players. I'm like, the reason we can't pay, what, the reason UConn can't pay its players, the whole do- athletic <laughs> department is broke because you can't sell tickets to your football team. Yeah. Who are you, Randy Edsel? How about Did go you to a have bowl bad game? grades, by the way, Torres? That's why you had to go to UConn? Did I get bad grades? It's yeah. one of the top 25 public universities in America. It wasn't uh, when I went there, but you mean, it, you know, <laughs> but it is now. Wow, My, I, no relation I between those just, two centers. Just like Arizona, we're like Ivy League pretty much. But go ahead. Everything's final in Major League Baseball. The Angels beat Seattle and Felix Hernandez eleven to five. Catcher Francisco Arcia of the Halos, after twelve years in the minors, finally gets Major League time, and in wow. his first two Major League games, has ten RBIs. That's a oh, record. Beautiful. To start the career tonight, he had three hits, six runs batted in. Milwaukee beats the Giants and Johnny Cueto 7-1. to one. Cueto still questions about that elbow. Arizona blew an early lead but still won 9-4 to four at San Diego. Colorado defeated Oakland 4-1. to one. The Dodgers sent the Braves to a fourth straight loss, 5-1. Ex-Brave Alex Wood got the victory. Yasiel Puig off the disabled list, a two-run homer and a sack fly. Manny Machado great again, not only with the defense, but two hits and two walks for L.A. For Texas, Rognet Odor, 5-for-5, two home runs against Houston, including an inside-the-parker against Justin Verlander. 
Texas beats Houston 7-3. White Sox scored six runs bottom of the eighth and defeated Toronto 9-5. Blue Jays prospect Vladimir Guerrero Jr., said to be the top prospect in the land, will be moving up to AAA on Tuesday. He batted 400 at AA. Pittsburgh and Boston with home wins. Miami as well in 10 innings. Yankees split a doubleheader. And St. Louis today on FS1, six runs in the first inning and defeated the Cubs 6-2. Two final notes on FS1 tomorrow, U.S. women's soccer against Australia live from Connecticut. The Women's World Cup is next summer on Fox from France. And tomorrow morning for much of the country, it's baseball's Hall of Fame induction. Six players in. Bob Costas got into the broadcaster's wing today. The six players going in tomorrow, Chipper Jones, a career 300 batting average. Larry, Larry, not Chipper, Larry. (laughs) Chipper, yes. Jim Tomey, over 600 career homers. Trevor Hoffman, about 600 saves. Vladimir Guerrero, senior, career 318 hitter going into Mm. the hall tomorrow. Alan Trammell, after 20 years with Detroit. And Jack Morris, who pitched his first 14 years with Detroit. Did you say Vlad Guerrero Jr. was batting 400 at AAA? 402. What? He he will go to the ceremony in Cooperstown tomorrow and then start with AAA. Isn't that Buffalo? Bisons, right? Yeah. On Tuesday, he'll start with them. I know he's a big prospect. I feel like batting 400 should be a bigger – I didn't know he was that good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's amazing. (laughs) All right. Uh, Thanks to Sager. We're Mm -hmm. coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 50% of our card shirts with Geico. Go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part, well, that's figuring out which way is easier. Uh, He's Aaron Torres, who said he went to a top 25 school. I just sent you the tweet, baby. Let's go. What did you send? Read it it to me. What did you send? This according to TimesHigherEducation.com. High Times Education? Something like that. High Times? That's like a marijuana magazine. University? No, it's the World University Rankings. University of Connecticut. Number 22 public university in America. University of Arizona. Number 40. Like the basketball program, no, just I need plummeting. A, I need a recount. I need a recount. We're as far just, as I for as far as I know, we we're pretty much Ivy League. Yeah. Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Dartmouth, Arizona. They um really that's what we are in. They do say that Arizona is the Harvard of Arizona. So yeah. that's good. Yeah, Congratulations. The, the Harvard of the Southwest out there. UConn top twenty five. It is. It's a, I mean, listen, lot of lot of really uh, I, I I don't know of anyone that's not an athlete that came out of UConn. That's probably <laughs> right, Meg get Ryan the top, went there. Let me get the who went there? Meg Ryan, briefly. That's that's your claim to fame. But Arizona I mean, Aaron, doesn't have a lot of famous people, I will say that. Aaron I mean Aaron Torres went there. That's a big deal, right? Yeah. I'm I'm like one of the top five famous people in Arizona. I think, like, um, who was the from the TV show Coach? What's his name? Judd, Craig T. Uh, Nelson. Yeah, Craig D. He was like the most famous person. I think. There you go. Wow, that, that's not very famous, is it? He was coach. We have like forty thousand students a year. I know, not very, not very many bright bulbs in that place. But hey, it's okay. Wow, it's okay. I mean, you're not yeah. top twenty. You're not a top twenty-five public university like yeah, UConn. Of course not. Okay. There you go. Take a shot at us. Go ahead, take a shot. Uh, let's get to Tom Brady. He went to Michigan. That's a pretty good school. Tom Brady uh, and played this. Ryan was asked. Uh, well, he was asked a question that just bothered him. Went ahead, said no comment, and then he went and commented about the whole Edelman situation and uh, with Guerrero. But uh, play that for us, uh, Ryan. When Julian uh, tested positive, a lot of people connected it to Alex Guerrero. Just what's your reaction to that? Do you think it's fair? I have no comment. That's, yeah, it's just ridiculous. Is that a fair question? <laughs> Is that a fair question, Aaron, or what? It's a 1,000% fair question. 
Thank you, Ryan. Ryan, a man of the people back oh, there with those sound play effects. Anything against uh, against Brady, but go ahead. I mean, come on, dude. First of all, my my whole thing is you bring this Guerrero character around. You 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 hype up the TB12 method. You write a book about it. You make a Facebook show about it. And then a guy gets popped for steroids who is known to work out with this guy? Totally valid question. And I think, frankly, a totally unfair response to Tom Brady. If I was that reporter, I would come back the next day, next media availability, and ask him the same question. Well, the problem is they don't want to lose media access, so you can't badger Tom like that is, is, is one thing out there. But you know what struck me funny was that Edelman said something to the effect was, we're just going to make sure this doesn't happen again. How do you know you're going to make sure it doesn't happen again when you said you don't know what you took to make you uh, uh, get suspended the first time? Which I don't think is the truth anyway. So yeah. uh, I, I, he's not being honest with us. Yeah. No, I, I, I just think that it's one thing if, you know, if, if you work out with the same trainer and this comes up, right? It, I mean, it happens. Look, you don't know what guys are doing when they leave the facility, all that stuff. But when you have touted the TB12 method, Alex yeah. Guerrero, as unquestionably the the best met the pliability of the muscles, all the stuff that he says, like you gotta be, you know, you if you're gonna if you're gonna be that way, you gotta take the heat when things don't go the right way. Uh, he's Aaron Torres. I'm uh, at Stinking Genius One. A uh, real quick, LeBron was talking about his son Bron. He's saying he kind of wished maybe he didn't give him his name. You know, LeBron Junior. How much pressure is there uh, on a kid like that? Is there? I mean, you've seen these Hollywood actors and their sons, and some of them will follow in their parents' footsteps and become big actors. Some will go astray. Um, you know, how much pressure is on, on a kid like that when his father's one of the best players in the history of the NBA? So I'm, I'm going to flip it on you, right? So real quick. So Yahoo actually put out an article this week that basically said that LeBron James Jr. will end up as the most scrutinized high school basketball player in the history. Why of- wasn't Michael Jordan's kid scrutinized? And that's what I was going to ask you. So yeah. Shaq, Sharif O'Neal, Shaq's son, is, well, yeah, no, and look, it's because of the social media era, I get that. But Shaq's son, Sharif O'Neal, uh, just finished his prep career. He was originally committed to Arizona, now he's going to UCLA. Like, how much was Sharif O'Neal? Like, I cover college basketball, so it's different. But, Arnie, how much was Sharif O'Neal on your radar? Probably not very much. Maybe a little different because you're an Arizona fan, but not very much, right? Right, right, right. So, like, I I think, look, if LeBron James Jr. is really good, like, if he gets to be the number one player in the class, then, yes, he'll be very scrutinized because, of course, he's he's the son of the best player of his generation, one of the best Kareem's players. Kareem's son, I believe, played for Valparaiso, I, I believe, for yeah. a year. Yeah, and I look, I, I, but I think that if if LeBron James Jr. is just another guy, even a top 40, top 50, top 100 prospect, I don't think there's going to be that. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that there's more exposure for the guys at the top of the rankings every year. So, like this year, there's a kid named Zion Williamson that's going to do Right, yeah. yeah. Everybody knows Zion Williamson. I mean, you obviously you know a little bit about him. He's this this, this incredible. I see dunk. the highlights on those, uh, you know, yeah. on, on the high school. Exactly, but. and so th- that's my point. Is like I feel like that guy got way more exposure than Shaq's kid did. You know, just because he was Shaq's kid, I don't feel like um, he was under this unbelievable burden or microscope. Um, I, I, you know, I like I said, I, I I just think that with LeBron's kid, yes, there's a burden that comes with being LeBron's kid, but 
I don't think that it's going to be – if he's not the guy, I don't think it's going to be overwhelming. Does that make sense? Uh, a little bit. Uh, we'll get a touch on that a little bit more. we got our pick selection coming up. And then top of the hour, straight out of Vegas with R.J. Bell and Steve Cofield. Still a lot to get to. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. Oh, there you go. My favorite song. Great news, everybody. There's a quick way you could save money. Just switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. What a great way to wrap up the show, isn't it? It is. This Love is the, it. The, Stop it. You know, we don't have to read mean tweets about us. We could just get it from Raider Ryan and then just be That's tormented. not my name. It's your name now. By the way, I got the Raiders six and ten this year. I just want you to know that. You're being generous. <laughs> what do you what do you think really quick about the Gruden uh Khalil Mack stuff? Um you know, uh, JT sat down with Gruden, and he and Gruden said, "I called him, and I was under the impression that when you when he said he called him, that he had spoken to him, but uh, I don't think he spoke to him. He had called him, not reached him. He said he's a tough guy to get a hold of. Ooh. I think that's kind of uh, interesting that he didn't text him. I mean, that's the way you get a hold of somebody if you can't get him on the phone, don't you? Text him, and if he did call him when he got the job right away and left the message, how come Kulamak didn't call him back? Wow, good get by JT." Getting uh, John Gruden yeah. on the show, yeah, um, yeah, no, I, I think, look, this is the the modern. No, no, no I, I, I do agree with you on that. Is I do think this is where we, the modern era where we live in. Nobody picks up their phone anymore, so you leave a text. Hey, give me a buzz when you can. Can't wait to work with you. Uh, I think you know my kind of only real opinion on that is is what everybody else has been saying all week. When you get the Raiders job, there's two calls you make right away: Derek Carr. And Khalil Mack, and right. uh, and like you said, you leave a voicemail, you leave a couple texts, whatever. Uh, but you do your best to get in touch with those guys. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, give us a little music, put us in the mood. Let's get to our pick selection, and we finally got a game uh, because by the time we get on next week, it's going to have the Hall of Fame game with the Chicago Bears and the Baltimore Ravens. And remember what I told you: the preseason is the free season. You know that, Aaron. I didn't until tonight, so oh, I appreciate it's it. it's like stealing. It should be outlawed. That's why they take limited action on the preseason football, because you have a big advantage. Give me the Ravens. Oh, I'm taking all of that. Minus the one and a half against Chicago. You want to know why? Because the preseason is the free season? Preseason's the free season. The Ravens are going to crush them anyway. There's not going to be a lot of scoring. Bears won't get a score to get out of their own damn way. Give me Baltimore minus one and a half. Who do you got? I like Baltimore minus one and a half simply because their third string quarterback is Lamar Jackson. And so he's going to be playing most of the stat- snaps and he's going to be awesome. And so they're probably going to score a lot of points. That would be my wow. guess. Wow. I'll take the over. I don't know what the over is, but I'm 33, taking the over. 33, the over. 34, right around there. Lamar Jackson um, might get five touchdowns himself. By the time we get on the air next Saturday, Des Bryant will be a member of the Cleveland Browns. What do you think? Uh, my Des Bryant prediction is that he will not come on air with us by the end of the night, despite our pleas. That's my big Des Bryant prediction. All right. And now that Aaron Judge is going to be out three weeks, and by the way, he's going to be longer than three weeks. I'm going to date supermodels before this guy's back in three weeks. The Yankees are done. It is finished. It is O-V-E-R. Congratulations to the Red Sox for winning the AL East. You can play that all you want. They have won it there, Aaron. My final prediction. Based on our last segment, we learned about the budding bromance between Nick Nurse, your boy, yes. and Kawhi Leonard. Yes. 
I think that is going to continue to blossom. They're going to be a modern day, uh, I don't know, pick your favorite, uh, Duncan and Popovich 2.0, Nurse and Kawhi. I can feel it. My prediction, Toronto Raptors, your 2018-2019 Eastern Conference champions. Wow. Based on the uh, the the great coach-player relationship, the Nurse-Kawhi uh, tandem. Isn't that bad business, though, if you let Kawhi leave and get nothing for him? Isn't that bad business if you let Kyrie Irving leave from the Celtics and get nothing for him, or do you not care? I think you got to push all the chips in the middle, and I will say this, Arnie, it's something you've said from the beginning, and I do agree with you on this. If it looks like it's just not going to work, try to move them before the deadline if you can, but then the question becomes, will there be any buyers right. if they know that he's going to the Lakers? Right, right. All right. Uh, we got to thank Raider Ryan. He didn't do much, but whatever he did, we want to thank him. Anyway, Eric Roberts uh, filling in for Eminem. What was Eminem doing today? That's another vacation day for that guy. Yes. Does that guy ever work? Day and models like He was you, at Arnie. his high school reunion. Oh, Jesus. High school reunion. Your 50th is coming up, high right? School. Your 50th is coming up, right? Oh, stop it. 60th? I'm sorry. I hate you. Uh, thanks to the Sager, uh, my partner, Aaron Torres, who now I, I just hate for saying something like that. Uh, are you calling Jeannie Buss old? Is that what you're doing? Toronto Raptors, Eastern Conference champs. That's all I got. All no, right. Jeannie's beautiful. So, no. Straight out of Vegas, coming up next with our buddies R.J. Bell and Steve Cofield, a Vegas perspective on what's going on in the world of sports. That's coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen and with resi priority notify and global dining access through my amex platinum card Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.